This podcast is supported by CoinUp. Hey Camille, I wanted to ask you something. Yeah, what's up? Do you buy coffee in the morning? Yeah, I do. How much is your coffee on average? Well, it depends on where I get it. Maybe around $2.50, sometimes $5.50. It depends how fancy the coffee is. So what if that cup of coffee and all your other everyday purchases could actually help feed a family in need? Save a kid from a preventable disease or rescue a puppy so they can find a loving home. Wow, that actually sounds amazing. Yeah, there's this app called CoinUp. It rounds up your usual purchases and turns your spare change into a monthly donation. CoinUp makes it super easy to securely support a cause you're passionate about. You can set your monthly limit and change your charity of choice anytime. You're always in control. And the incredible part? Your spare change impacts a life. You can download CoinUp on the App Store or Google Play. You can also learn more by visiting coinupapp.com. In startup world, uh, part of the beauty of it is, and the exciting part is, you do have challenges every day, but when you break through those barriers and those walls and you're solving those problems, it's the thrilling ride and what becomes so exciting. I mean, making what people say the impossible possible, and especially if you're the first to do it. And making the non-believers believers, that's kind of what drives you and what you feel good every single day. So don't doubt that you can make a difference and you can solve problems and absolutely go change the world. Imagine doing something that people considered impossible. They doubt you constantly and you end up thinking no one's going to rally behind you. But in spite of the critics dismissing your mission, you dedicate all of your time to that cause. You push through every challenge, and because you didn't give up, you achieve something remarkable. Something that's never been done before. So, what would you stand for? How would you change the world? This is the story of Stephanie Benedetto, lawyer turned sustainability entrepreneur and the founder and CEO of Queen of Raw. This is Camille. And this is Maverick. And this is Sincerely Human, a podcast that tells stories of kindness in action from the lens of today's most inspiring humans. In sustainable fashion, Stephanie is a force to be reckoned with. But she isn't the first in her lineage to care about clothes. Stephanie's family has been in the fashion and textile industries for over a century. In 1896, my great-grandfather came over on a ship from Austria. He landed at Ellis Island and he settled into the Lower East Side. That was the original garment district. And he was an immigrant chasing the American dream and he had to make a living for his family. So what do you do? Stephanie grew up under her grandfather's influence. She was inspired by his stories and success. He found materials and supplies nearby, old fabrics and furs that people had brought over on the ship with them but weren't using, and he repurposed them with minimal waste and minimal toxins because his bottom dollar depended on it, made the most beautiful garments many I still wear today. And then he sold to local customers. And it was an incredibly successful, profitable business. And he didn't talk about it as sustainability or circular economy, but at the end of the day, that's what it was. 
Sustainability is a complex concept. According to the UN World Commission on Environment and Development, sustainable development is, quote, development that meets the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs, end quote. Not putting them at risk. In other words, the way we live today determines whether our planet will be habitable for our kids and their kids and so on. And so I've always had this vision and this dream of using technology, but to get back to the way my great-grandfather did business, which made sense for people, made sense for planet, and it absolutely made sense for profit. Growing up, Stephanie attended an all-women's school in Greenwich, Connecticut. Being raised in a household of women was empowering for Stephanie. She educated herself as much as possible and chased her dreams in spite of all the challenges she had to face. I think that's partially why I called the company Queen of Raw, both empowering myself and others to feel like the kings and queens of their domain and like what they do can make a difference. Stephanie eventually went to law school. And after graduation, she ended up on Wall Street as a lawyer in the fashion, startup, and tech industries. You know, representing some of these clients, building their businesses, growing their companies a lot in fashion, technology, and sustainability was very exciting. But then the market crashed. At the speed with which we are watching this market descent, we're down over sixty percent. Just broad-based declines across all of the major technology sectors. And it got so dark there. And talk about seeing the height of waste and greed and excess. And that point, I said, you know what? This is my opportunity. I've always wanted to go build a business to change the world. And if not now, when? Stephanie knew she wasn't in the right environment. Very helpful to have that background, but I think deep down inside, uh, I was the girl on Wall Street who wore a suit, but inside the suit it was all like leopard print, and I definitely had my me and my personality, and in some ways maybe didn't quite fit in Wall Street or always knew that I was destined to go do my own thing my way, and uh, always had at the core in my heart wanting to make a difference. The market crash wasn't the only reason Stephanie wanted to commit to a larger purpose. I had a brother. Uh, named Stephen Jeremy, and he was at a best friend's house, and he was accidentally by that best friend who found a loaded gun, shot and killed. I was born three years later. I looked just like him. I was named after him. And I think that experience and my coming into the world and being a source of light and joy and happiness for my family, but also hearing and appreciating the memory and the stories of my brother, that I realized life is short. Life is precious, every day counts, and go make a difference and change that world and leave your mark. Before Queen of Raw, Stephanie co-founded Paper Number no. 9 with a friend from college. Her friend invented a new leather alternative, but didn't know how to bring it to market. That's where Stephanie came in. And so obviously with my legal and business background, it was a natural partnership. While we were building that business, we had all of these companies, small to large, saying, this is incredible, where do we get more like you? And I realized that I was really proud of what we were doing. We were manufacturing a new sustainable textile. But when I'd go to the factories and the mills and the brands, warehouses all over the world, I saw all this perfectly good stuff, all this fabric just sitting there in warehouses collecting dust, or when I inquired, Paper. They hadn't accounted for it or taken a liability on the books already, and it was going to be eventually burned or sent to landfill. There was no alternative. And I said, there are all these people dying to get access to these materials, and there's all this supply just sitting there. Why am I making something new? This is just a supply-demand mismatch, and we can do something about it. And with that, Queen of Raw 
was born. Our vision and dream is absolutely to find a worldwide global marketplace where businesses can turn their waste and their raw material pollution into profit. So we started this in fashion and textiles. It's an open marketplace that we manage where businesses, factories, mills, retailers, brands can post their unused fabric. And then we use blockchain and machine learning to identify the properties of that material and verify it and then match it into intelligently to buyers around the world so that they can get a good price in the secondary market, what they need, when they need it, readily available right where they're manufacturing. Stephanie knows running a startup isn't easy, but she approaches every obstacle with optimism. In startup world, uh, part of the beauty of it is, and the exciting part is, you do have challenges every day, but when you break through those barriers and those walls and you're solving those problems, it's the thrilling ride and what becomes so exciting. I mean, making what people say the impossible possible, and especially if you're the first to do it. When she first pitched her idea to different companies, she received a lot of rejection. People doubted what she was doing. There are so many brands and retailers who shall remain nameless, who way back when, when this was an idea on my head that I sketched out on a napkin with my co-founder, told me when I was doing kind of my customer inquiries and asking them for whether this kind of a solution would work for them. No way. Like, we don't have that much waste or no, we got our supply chain secure. No, we would never sell our fabric on a global marketplace. There are a lot of misconceptions surrounding the world of textile waste. The biggest one we get when we talk to some of the big brands and retailers, and we work with everyone from fast fashion to the biggest luxury houses and brands in the world, and they tell us, eh, we don't have that much excess waste. We're pretty good in our supply chain. It's pretty locked down, and we don't have that much liability on our books, and I'll meet with their financial team. No, we, we don't have a problem. Well, since working with us, they often realize they have well over 10x in liability on the books what they thought they had. And not only that, it has equated for over 15% of some of these businesses' bottom line. Did you know that it takes over 700 gallons of water to produce one, one cotton t-shirt? If you didn't know that, don't worry, you're not alone. That's because water, a key ingredient, doesn't really show up on your t-shirt's label. But excessive water consumption is just one part of the problem. There are a lot of textiles that simply aren't used and end up being wasted. Actually, if you break down the numbers every single year, $120 billion worth of unused fabric sits in warehouses collecting dust or gets burned or sent to landfill. It's massive. So remember those brands and retailers that told Stephanie they got it all covered? Well, those brands and retailers years later have come right back around and now are cold calling us. And that kind of a feeling is so rewarding, not just because I'm proud of obviously solving a problem for them in the business, but you know, when you're innovating in a new space and making the non-believers believers, that's kind of what drives you. Another rewarding feeling for Stephanie is the tech infrastructure her company was able to build. We do use blockchain and machine learning for our sellers as well to help them both track 
the waste and their supply chain in real time. And also in real time, we can report the water, the toxins, the energy, and the dollars saved by the actions they take on our platform, buying and or selling. So I think once they start to see the numbers, look in the past few months alone, we saved over a billion gallons of water and we're an early stage startup just getting started. So when you see those numbers, you're reminded that's why I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm doing it for my son and for the future. A lot of people don't realize textile production is the number two polluter in the world. And it also contributes to the number one polluter, which is oil and agriculture, of which, of course, we use a part of that in our fabric. And the one other fact I'll say is that if we continue at the current pace of textile production by 2025, not too long from now, two thirds of the entire world's population will face shortages of fresh water and be exposed to hazardous chemicals from textile production alone. So this isn't 50 years from now, this isn't 10 years from now, it's happening today and it's happening on our shores. But the beauty of it is, as damaging as fashion and textiles are to the planet, that means it also has the power to solve the world's water crisis. If we do look at these kinds of solutions, it's that massive, but it can also solve it. Stephanie knows that companies have increasingly addressed their environmental impact because more and more, that's what consumers want to hear. Some of them are doing great things and don't know how to talk about it. Some of them are more the hot messes and not doing anything great yet, but we're working with them. Um, but they need to have the tools and the data to know how to communicate this. And at the end of the day, that helps improve their bottom line, but it also improves their top line because with a sustainable story, people care these days and they're acting with their dollars and their wallets, especially millennials and Gen Z's, of course. And that's a huge driving economic force and the brands and retailers are paying attention to that. Stephanie's startup is unstoppable, especially with increased demand for sustainable solutions. We would not be where we are today as a bootstrap startup if not for the support and the power of incredible competitions and awards that we've had the pleasure of winning. And those experiences really helped propel us kind of into the limelight and to continue to tell our story, which is at the end of the day, what we're here to do. We're here to solve a problem, but if we can't get our story out there, people don't know about it. One competition Stephanie joins this year is the MIT Solve Challenge. MIT Solve identifies groundbreaking tech-based solutions that tackle the world's most pressing challenges. MIT Solve is an initiative of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Solve issues four global challenges each year to find the most promising solver teams who will drive transformational change. So when I saw that MIT Solve had a challenge in circular economy, I said, this is just too incredible. And to have obviously the MIT name and the list of the mentors and advisors and partners that were there, I mean, it was just mind blowing the opportunities. The idea behind circular economy is an economy where people create and consume goods that are renewable, repairable, reusable, and recyclable. This, as opposed to, say, a single use of an item that just ends up polluting our planet. So going through the application process, it was absolutely a detailed, thoughtful, articulate application. It's not some of those where you like give a 60 second video or you answer one or two questions. Like you did have to think thoughtfully and provide some data and information about how you're thinking about things, but also be real about the challenges and where you want to go and why Solve can get you there. And I really appreciated that approach and taking the time with my team to do that. And obviously going through the process, going through the interviewing, and then nothing like being live on stage and three minutes minutes here, not 60 seconds to pitch, then having real Q&A time with some of the world thought leaders who are also 
judges and now will hopefully become mentors, it's already given us ideas and thoughts. Out of 1,400 applicants from over 100 countries, only 32 solver teams were selected. This year, MIT Solve is providing over $1.5 million in funding for the new solver class. MIT Solve inspired Stephanie to take Queen of Raw to the next level. We started this in fashion and textiles, but because of some of the conversations and potential partnerships that we've had over the past few days, we're already thinking about other raw material categories and other verticals that this apply to around the world. And, you know, that's why we called ourselves Queen of Raw. It's raw materials that can apply to these other industries. And talking to those kind of people is how we know what are your problems and this is the technology that can solve it. If you're interested in making a difference like Stephanie, you're in luck. Here's her advice to aspiring entrepreneurs who want to make the world a better place. I mean, it really comes down to don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to take an idea and what may seem like a crazy idea on a napkin in a Starbucks that nobody's done before and put it out there. And I do encourage people, get it out there, even in an MVP form. Don't perfect it. Don't look to design all your own technology from scratch. Test it. Get up there with what's in open source, leverage everything that you can, ask everyone you know and everyone you don't know for help and advice, and you're constantly going to be iterating your product and improving. Don't be afraid to have those conversations with other people and to share your story. If you want to learn more about Queen of Raw or get involved, check out queenofraw.com. This episode was produced in partnership with MIT Solve. If you want to learn more about MIT Solve, please head on over to solve.mit.edu. All the links are in our show notes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast to stay updated on the latest stories on social good, social change, and of course, kindness. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening from there. And in case you want to check out what we've been up to, you can follow us on Instagram at SincerelyHuman and on Twitter at Human underscore Media. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. And remember, be good to one another. Learn more about CoinUp, a mobile app that makes charitable giving effortless. Once CoinUp is downloaded, you can round up and donate your everyday credit or debit card purchases to a cause you love. CoinUp will securely send your spare change directly to your chosen charity. You can download CoinUp on Google Play or the App Store. You can also learn more about the app at coinupapp.com. This show is produced by Human Group Media, an award-winning social good podcast company. Human Group Media works with thought leaders, brands, and organizations to inspire social change through the power of audio storytelling.